welcome to this edition of the Alabama Historical Association's podcast program. I'm your host, Marty Olaf, and I talk with people who conduct interesting research and do interesting things concerning Alabama history. You can find out more about the Alabama Historical Association, a membership organization devoted to Alabama history, by pointing your browser at our website, www.alabamahistory.net. Our guest today is Debbie Pendleton, elected president of the Alabama Historical Association through 2016. Debbie, congratulations on your election. What can you tell us to expect during your term? Thanks, Marty. It's a real honor to be the president of the Alabama Historical Association. I've been with the organization for a long time, but obviously this is the first time I've served in this capacity, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun year. We've already started planning for the pilgrimage this year and uh, beginning to make plans for the annual meeting in 2016, and I think that the members are going to really enjoy, and I hope they're going to participate and take advantage of these opportunities. We're going to go back to Cahaba for the pilgrimage this year. The very first pilgrimage for the AHA in 1958 went to the site of Old Cahaba. And we returned again in 1969, but we have not been back as a group to Old Cahaba since 1969. So it's about time to get back to the site of Alabama's first capital. We're going to have a program in the recently restored St. Luke's Church there at Cahaba. We'll get to see the new Vister Center that has been built after they had a fire last year. And we'll get to hear from Linda Derry, the longtime site director who knows so much about Cahaba. She'll give us an overview of the history of Cahaba in our morning presentation and then also be leading tours in the afternoon. We also have a real treat with Bill Finch, who's a noted naturalist from the Mobile area, expert on the Black Belt, but also on the Alabama Prairie. He's going to talk to us about the Black Belt Prairie and Cahaba and that unique environment you find there. We'll have walking tours, wagon tours, and members can even bring their own bicycles or rent one of the bicycles that are available there at Cahaba if they'd like to cycle around. We also have a new thing that we've just made arrangements for for people who are going to be spending the night in Selma before the pilgrimage, which will be this year on October 10th. If you're coming to Selma early the afternoon of Friday the 9th, we will have an opportunity for members to tour the house of Jean Jackson in Selma. Jean Jackson was the wife of a dentist in Selma, and this was a house that many of the civil rights leaders, including Martin Luther King, stayed at when they visited Selma. And her daughter has agreed to open up the house for our visitors. It's not normally open to the public, so this is a really unique opportunity for people to get to see inside this house, which basically has been left the same way it was during the 1960s. It's like you're walking in and all you're going to see Ralph Abernathy and Martin Luther King and all the other leaders just sitting around the house as they did back in the 1960s. What a fascinating tour. We're getting both old Alabama and much more modern Alabama. You'll also be in charge of the meeting in 2016. Tell us about that. We are going to return to Montgomery. We've not been in Montgomery for over 10 years now, and we think it's time to come back. There have been so many changes in downtown Montgomery, especially in relation to historic preservation and adaptive reuse of historic properties in the downtown area that we really want to highlight April 14th through the 16th. We have our annual banquet on tax day, April 15th. 
We've already chosen the embassy suites as the main hotel for the meeting. They've given us some great rates, some great spaces to meet there. The local arrangements committee is still working on firming up tours and banquet speakers and other things for the meeting. We have a great group of people on the local arrangements committee. We've already had a couple of meetings and plan to get back together. Some of the individuals serving on that are Richard Bailey and Gary Burton, Marianne Neely, of course, the mother of all Montgomery history, Darth Jean Peake, a longtime member, uh, Dorothy Walker with Alabama State University and Fraising Taylor, and Ben Severance and George Ann Connor from the archives and Graham Neely from the archives. So we've got a big local arrangements committee, but we're going to have lots of activities to plan for the events now. Next year. Hopefully we've got enough people for everybody to take some aspect of it to make it their own. You've been a longtime officer of the Alabama Historical Association. Please tell us about that. If you've been a member of the Alabama Historical Association, you probably know my name because I served as membership secretary from 1994 to 2013. So for many, many years, I was the one who kept up with membership records and sent renewals out. There's lots of people that I know by name because I've corresponded with them over the years, and lots of people who know me by name, sometimes we get to meet, and for the first time, which is always fun. That's an awfully long time to be involved with the organization, but I'm looking forward to taking on a different leadership role in the future. I actually had one year off that I wasn't a member of the executive committee, and so now I'm back on ready to go forward with Alabama Historical Association. You've also had a long tenure at the Alabama Department of Archives and History. Tell us a little bit about that, and tell us what, if anything, we can expect in the upcoming year. I have worked at the Alabama Department of Archives and History for a long time, in fact, 30 years coming up this September. So I'm one of the longest-serving employees of the department, and that's really what's coming up at the Department of Archives and History. It's a changing time for the staff. A lot of staff have retired or getting ready to retire or will be retiring in several years, but we're also hiring a lot of new, younger staff members who will carry on the wonderful traditions and the wonderful work that's been done at the Department of Archives and History for over 100 years. Debbie, you have some very strong ideas about the nature of the Alabama Historical Association. Care to share what those are? One of the things that I like best about the Alabama Historical Association is the mix of the members between those who work every day in history, whether it's teaching history, working in archives, working in museums, working in libraries, or those who just love to read and learn about history who actually earn their living doing other things. That's one of the great strengths of the organization, and I think that's one of the things that makes it such a fun organization to get to meet so many people who have similar interests to you. Also, one of the great things is that it's a pretty much an all-volunteer organization. A lot of other state history societies have a paid staff, but uh, the Alabama Historical Association is, is an all-volunteer organization, uh, and that brings its unique challenges, but also is something that really makes it a strong organization because it's people that are willing to give their, their own time to make this organization better. It sounds like 2015-2016 is going to be a great year. Thank you so much for continuing to serve the Alabama Historical Association, this time in the role of president. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing all the members that can make it in Cahaba on October 10th. 
Thank you for joining us today. This has been another edition of the Alabama Historical Association podcast program. Our music is the traditional tune, Whistle By, performed at City Stages in 1996 by James Bryan and Carl Jones. It's provided courtesy of the Alabama Folklife Association, which you can find on the web at alabamafolklife.org.